Nobody wants to end up in family court, but if you do, you want an honest, experienced family law attorney by your side to help minimize the stress, mental anguish, and legal costs that divorce and custody matters bring. Welcome to In Your Best Interest. Texas divorce attorney and entrepreneur Justin Sizemore of the Sizemore Law Firm, entrepreneur Andrea Jones, freelance writer Mary Maloney and guests share insight on what to expect and how to handle family law matters, the changing landscape of family law, and living the entrepreneur's life. Now, on to the show. This podcast is in your best interest in more ways than one. Not only is that the title, but it's also what your host, Justin Sizemore, strives for. I'm Patrice Sikora, and in this inaugural episode, we will learn about Justin from Justin. So, Justin, how are you today? I'm fantastic. Good morning. Good morning. Now, how did you get into this industry in the first place? Tell me about that. Yeah, so family law has always been kind of a unique industry for me personally, uh, both from a personal standpoint of my family background. I grew up in the non-traditional home that unfortunately many Americans and many people throughout the world have to go through and suffer through. Um, and then I developed my career by going to Baylor and, and getting my entrepreneurship uh, degree and had several other majors as well. and I just really found that I loved entrepreneurship, but I also loved the courtroom and law. Hmm. Uh, and then I moved into law school and went to nationals and moot court and found that, you know, I, I could kind of speak to people in, in a way that at least was slightly persuasive. And, and I really enjoyed that. And it really led me to kind of follow in the footsteps of uh, my parents a little bit uh, in, that, in that realm. But then in family law specifically, whenever I, I got into the practice, uh, I started seeing the needs of people. I started learning how I could integrate business, a lifestyle personal choices to really kind of motivate people uh, going through tough situations and, and really get myself uh, in a dynamic career that, that can move forward and, and constantly be uh, changing. So I, I just I just love it. And, and I'm here to help and serve people uh, with my passion. You know, when you come right down to it and you're thinking, I guess the characteristics of someone who is an entrepreneur and someone who is in law are very similar. Absolutely. And especially in family law, you know, I mean, we when we're dividing up businesses and property and all kinds of aspects of that nature, you have so many dynamic problems that you have to attack. So if you don't understand business and you don't understand valuation matrix and accounting and, and various other elements like that, there's just simply no way that you can tackle the, the larger cases. Uh, and so that, that allows you to quench that appetite, if you will. But it also, it also is very entrepreneurial in a business. I mean, when you're, when you're running a law firm, you have to know business. And, and that's why they're successful in you know, non-successful businesses, because some people know that aspect and some people don't. And it really takes the good lawyer and the, the good business person to make a truly thriving practice. What do you do exactly for your clients? Yeah. So, you know, the start of the consult is really not a chance for a sales pitch or shouldn't be. It's really a chance to diagnose and figure out whether A, they in fact have a problem and B, teaming them up with the right staff and myself to solve the problem in an economical ma manner. So I, I don't just I don't just look at this like, you know, let's go and divide up toasters and, and whatnot. I really do take it from a perspective of how do I better the client? I mean, I, I have some clients that come in that are great and are just in a really bad situation. I have some people that come in that need a lot of help. They're, they're very challenged uh, emotionally, spiritually, or whatnot. So I do feel like the energy of this law firm uh, in and of itself uh, and the people that are here 
enable uh, that first feeling of I've got somebody and a team that has my back and then uh, they're going to help me not just with the law side of it, but also the personal aspects. You know, how do I get outside of my bubble? How do I start to exercise? Where do I go to meet people? We take it from a really holistic approach so that, you know, when they present themselves in a courtroom, they present themselves best. And I think that's left out a lot, you know, and, and, and unfortunately in today's world, I think you know, business people, when you start out, it's all about revenue and then it morphs into whatever the business morphs into. I mean, ours was really, how do we get past that revenue to the service-minded oriented business? And, and that's really what we've evolved into. And I think that's why we've been as successful as we have in, in this area in Texas. Is that one of the reasons that separates you from other family law yeah, I think so. I mean, I, I think, you know, you get a lot of people calling saying they want this, quote, aggressive attorney or uh, they want a woman or they want a man. I mean, there's all these there's all these stereotypical thoughts that go through someone's head when they're going through a tough time. But, uh, you know, I, I always joke and I say we're like the Baskin Robbins of attorneys. I'll switch you if you want <laughs> strawberry one day, I'll give you a strawberry. I, I've got I've got eight different flavors of lawyers and myself. And <laughs> if you don't like the first conversation, what you see is what you get. I'm very blunt and very to the point. I'm gonna tell you exactly how it is. Never, never sugarcoat it. And I think what separates us is the ability to be dynamic, the chameleon in the courtroom, not always beating your chest, but sometimes taking a very soft approach to get the responses that you need to then perhaps attack if you need to. Uh, and I think that's really a dynamic uh, version of, of what's made us uh, where we are. Who's your ideal client? And then on the flip side, who do you not work with? Yeah. So the point of the ideal client for, for us is I, I'm just, I've never been a fan of a victim mentality. And I know that gets overused sometimes, but I really, and I've, I've been in situations many times with clients that are in fact victims of very serious uh, situations and issues. Uh, but we have to get the mindset to how we move one step in front of the other in a 24 hour increment. Uh, so that they don't become overwhelmed and they can tackle some of these challenges in the case. Because again, it's not just the lawyer, uh, it's the client, it's the ability to assimilate, assimilate information, get evidence, gather evidence. And, and we have to be able to dance that, that dance together. And so the victim mentality or the, or the person that's the constant complainer, the consummate Google reviewer, I guess, would be my, <laughs> my least favorite type of person to deal with, um, mainly because, you know, not because I, I don't like people's opinions and I, I love client feedback. We have all kinds of internal regulations for that. But I definitely think that someone needs to be able to nowadays, even more than ever, be able to pick themselves up and dust themselves off and we've got to move forward. So that's my ideal client, the, the non-victim person that's just willing to listen, willing to cooperate, uh, and I'm willing to listen, and they're willing to talk in an effective manner, treat my staff well, treat everybody uh, from the janitor all the way up well. That's just the way I live. And you know, if you're not that way, fortunately for us, we can say bye, and we do. <laughs> so yeah, that's, that's where we are. Treating staff is not an insignificant part of the puzzle. It's not. And nowadays, you know, you hear all the complaints about wait staff and airlines and it, it runs very deep in our business. And, you know, I, I won't tolerate that and, and nor should anyone tolerate that. That's not, it's not right to treat people that way. And people that do it, well, go find somebody else in my opinion. So. All right. What kind of client education do you find you have to do? In the beginning, uh, it's a lot of getting them organized in a summary timeline fashion to where the insignificant events that they may have been holding on to because of an emotional tie, uh, we, we kind of get them through that in, in the summary timeline so I can cut through and get to the points that I know the court's going to want to hear. Keep in mind, we have very different judges over here and they have 
very different personality types. And some of them are long-term listeners and they want to hear the details and some of them are cut to the chase and some of them are asset driven. So we really move around a lot and you have to be able to get the client to get the information down in date order so that then you can start gathering that evidence uh, and getting it prepared for court to present. And, you know, uh, we were talking about treating staff uh, well or not so well, and that's when you get rid of people. But tell us about the team you have. Yeah. Um, so we started out, again, 15 years ago, um, and most of our people on staff, uh, when I started this firm, have been with us ever since inception. Uh, obviously, we have new people that, you know, started out later in the, in the game, but uh, we really haven't had much turnover. And that's, that's really been able to benefit us from a point of consistency to know where our shortfalls were, shortcomings were. So, uh, but the staff, the energy here now is just next level. It, it, I had a few cancers. Uh, I will admit, you know, over time, you have to get rid of those cancers because they just infect the whole organization. And, and I'm really bad about enforcement. Anything that has to do for myself or, you know, hurting someone inside of our team, I was not always the best at. I will tell you that with my other businesses and growing in this firm, you know, I've really gotten a lot better about recognizing those cancers, getting them, getting rid of them. So the, the staff now, the energy level is just way high. You come in and it feels like an episode of TMZ in the morning. Uh, and it's just, it's just a good vibe uh, across the board. And that transitions to the clients. And, and uh, you know, I've, I've seen a lot of comments over the years and I've watched the changes from the client's comments. And, and that's one consistent message that we get a lot, that the staff has just been fantastic. And I can't be more thankful than anything but that. Who do you, where do you find them? Everywhere. I've found them on the river, floating the river. I've found them in random hotels. I've found them at U-Haul stores. <laughs> I do not discriminate where I locate these people. I just know that I, when I see somebody that's got a good temperament, talent, conviction, and I feel like they'd be a good fit, they get in for an interview. And I've always been very random about that, but I'm a very social person. So I just get out and about. And if we have a need, I plug them in. I put, you know, our, my favorite new hire or newer hire, she was our waitress at, at, a, at a country club and she's basically jack of all trades. She was the Johnny on the spot with service and all that. And we, we trained her up. We sent her to some schools and classes and taught her to be a paralegal. And she's fantastic. She's got the energy of a, you know, a stallion and she's just really detail oriented and you just knew it when you met her. And so yeah, those kind of different ways, but that sounds like it's a pretty good part of your business philosophy, being social and finding people wherever they are, they've got the skills, you see them. Tell me more about your philosophy. Yeah. So as far as the philosophy of finding people, um, it, you know, I, I've been blessed in my opinion uh, with intuition and that's what that in, instinct and intuition is what I've really been good at in a courtroom. Um, and, and I don't like to toot horn at all, by the way, but, but I am good at that. And I can, I can honestly say that my intuition is usually right uh, with people and judging kind of what their reactions are and seeing where they go. Uh, with that. And part of that comes with life experience. You know, we've, I've had that life experience go crazy over times with my childhood, just like many of my clients and I've adapted and conquered. And my mother was a single mother and I've been through everything that many of my clients, I say all everything, and that's not always everything, but I've been through most of what many of my clients have complained about and come out in my opinion on the other side with a great wife and kids and a uh, good spiritual background and family and friends. And you know, that's all you can ask for in this life, I guess. And with the dynamic changes, we have to have those support mechanisms. And we've, we've gotten through that. So philosophy is just uh, embracing that, adapting to it, uh, loving it, moving forward, not worrying, not living in a state of panic, 24 hours at a time, uh, one step in front of the other and knocking it out. And that day is going to be different tomorrow. Mm -hmm. When you're not working, you mentioned a family. What do you do for fun? Well, 
my three little girls and God bless me with three girls because he knew who I was in high school. Hopefully there's been some evolution since then, but they, uh, they're a blast. So we, we constantly do social activities together. I play a lot of golf, do a lot of workouts in the morning and all that stuff, just things to keep your mind uh, and body eat right. You know, just enjoy, just enjoy life with people. I I'm one of those people that can't ride in the golf cart by himself, by the way. So I like to, I like to talk to people. I like to, you know, be around people all the time. And my staff knows I sit at my desk for this podcast for however long this takes. And then I'm up and gone. So that's the fun part. <laughs> What's your idea of success then? Yeah, it used to be money. Um, it used to be freedom and flexibility. It used to be all the shiny things. You know, now it's, it, it, it's a sense of inner peace and comfort. And I will tell you that's, you know, that ebbs and flows. It's not something that you achieve daily, monthly, weekly. But, you know, if I, if I look at bank accounts and things like that, I, I could say that you've been successful, but then you wake up feeling not successful. And so success to me is making sure that the people around me truly get the real version of me, uh, that I'm being real to them and, and that I'm projecting an image uh, that is real and loving and caring and nurturing. And, you know, if I can do that and, and have some people reciprocate and have a little bit of money to eat and go around and do things, I think that's pretty successful in my mind. Good kids, raise them right, uh, get them off the uh, meter, if you will, at some point and let them be successful and treat others well. And I'll know I've done my work here on this earth. What made that change from the bank account to more of a, a holistic? Yeah, I, you know, I, I think... I will say that God blessed me with financial success pretty early in my entrepreneurial career. And it's really easy for people that, you know, I always said, well, that's really easy for that guy to say, you've got money. So how can you say that the evolution happened? Well, it did. It wasn't always like easy money. It was really, it was really hard money sometimes. I mean, this business is not easy. I never sell a product that people love. So, so, um, you know, getting a divorce is like paying your tax account and you don't, you just don't want to do it. But, you know, once I got, once I started seeing like, okay, well, the clients aren't necessarily super happy. I'm not giving them the energy they, that I need. What, what's going on? I did a full evaluation and that was about eight or nine years ago. And I, I, I shifted our bonus structure of all things from a revenue base to a client satisfaction. And so that, that really changed the way we started to think about things. You know, you used to come in and say, well, that person did this. They must be crazy. I stopped all of that in the culture of the business. Because what I realized is, A, I was probably the one that was not being receptive. I was not being a servant's heart. I was not listening to them. And how could I possibly expect them to be satisfied with our services just by paying a bill for a service I provide when I'm not truly serving them? So that was probably the biggest eye-opener for me. And then obviously people say this all the time, but you, you get money and it doesn't lead to happiness. It doesn't lead to more successful ventures. You, you're not opening the, the doors and you're not trying new things and you're just making money. And if you've got it and you're not trying to buy something that won't satisfy you anyway, well, what do you have? Name one thing that most people don't know about you. Uh, <laughs> I'm a pretty, honestly, I'm a pretty open book. I don't know that I've ever been quiet enough to not let them know. So I, uh, I don't know that there's much that I could, that was, that's kind of a Johnny on the spot question. I don't know that there's something out there that nobody really knows and, nor that would be interesting, but, but no, I'm a pretty open book, honestly. So I don't really let, have let, something that jumps off the page. Let's take that a step further and say, what's your proudest achievement? You know, my, my proudest achievement, honestly, is my marriage, my family. I mean, it, it really is. I mean, coming from a, 
a broken home. You know, mom was a single mom. Dad was, was a loving dad, but he wasn't around much. He had adultery involved and all the painful things that happened, you know, and being able to overcome that, uh, still love my parents deeply, both of them, all sets, all sides, uh, all walks of life. You know, so for me, like having a successful wife, that's also an entrepreneur, beautiful kids and a loving family from her side and my side that, you know, we've gotten over these hurdles and that's what we preach is get over these hurdles. They will change. Things happen. Things change. Time heals. And so for me, that's been a, that's been a just probably life's biggest accomplishment next to spirituality and things that of that nature. Is that one of the things that you recommend most to clients, families, and friends, or is there something else? Because that, that was actually pretty good. When you say is that, what, what do you mean is that? Um, the, the whole things will change. Time goes on and things will change. Yeah. I mean, it, you know, that's why I, I keep, I sound like a broken record when I say the 24 hours, but most people spend their lives looking at this huge vacuum that is just not capable of achieving all the accomplishments that you you think you're going to do or all the failures all mount up and you know i've never I, I think everyone would agree that if you just give it a little bit of a moment to breathe no matter what the situation is and you wake up just kind of going all right one foot in front of the other let's tackle this task and not think of all of the terrible pitfalls that can happen i, I think what you find is time does heal and then that issue you wake up and then especially with business and divorce and anything else, you look back and you go, well, that wasn't as bad as I thought it was. And I've been able to overcome that. And then, it, and then all of a sudden, good Lord smacks you in the mouth again with another task and <laughs> it's all over again. So it's just the way it goes. And you got to be able to, you got to be able to ebb and flow with that wind that blows. So brings you right back down to reality. Mm -hmm. All right. Do you have a mantra or a motto that you say to yourself to keep yourself focused? You know, I, I I don't know that it's a it's a one phrase motto or mantra. I, I do think that patience and waking up and 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 creating a habit of reset, whatever that looks like for you in the morning, uh, is my motto. So mine, for example, is getting up and doing a workout routine and just being very routine about certain things of an accomplishment for them. And I think that that puts you on the right path for whatever. Uh, your tagline phrase may be, and some people are motivated by tagline phrases. My tagline phrases change each day. So I have to be in the mindset to be able to tackle those. So I, I, I would say that just mine is just follow your habits and, and make sure they're good ones. All right. You have two other people who will be popping in and out of the podcast with you, right? Tell me about them. Yes. Yeah, so Andrea, she uh, she's from Germany and she is my business development uh, slash do everything for all companies. <laughs> she's uh, She's been a former client of mine years and years ago when I first started practicing law. So we kind of learned process together. <laughs> I hate to admit that to her, but we were kind of learning together in the beginning stages. Um, and, you know, she's just fantastic. She shares a lot of life experiences. She's been through probably the nastiest form of divorce you can. We did a lot of things in that case that pretty much every issue you could tackle fraud. And she lets me talk about it. So the fraud uh, situations where there was money stolen, put him in jail, all kinds of things. And, you know, come out on the other side of this to a degree, but they have six children and she'll share a lot of the experiences both inside of the law firm and the outer workings of divorce. She did a lot of homework on her own. Uh, and so she's just a fantastic resource in business um, and also inside of litigation and also inside of how you tackle these family uh, roles. She's done everything from cell therapy to, I mean, she's, she's just a savant. She's, you'll see uh, and you'll hear from her. She's just ma magical in that regard. And Mary, 
uh, you know, she just reminds me of you. She has that very calming, nurturing voice. Uh, and she's, <laughs> she's like, yeah, she's like you and a person. And, you know, we got, we got on these, uh, we got on these sessions that went on for a while and on all of our uh, blogs. And I, what about the people that can't read very well or don't like to read? How do we reach them? And Mary's always been the nurturing, like, okay, Justin, you're rambling. Let me bring you back to reality. Here's where the questions are. These are where the important points are. And, and you'll hear from her. She's just a very calculated question asker. Uh, she keeps us on task. And the dynamic was so interesting to me. And I, I'm, you know, I don't interest super easily anymore. The dynamic was like, I, I, I want to get this out there to people. And I, I hope people find it interesting because I, I find it interesting doing it. Um, and I want to help people that, that don't necessarily have these resources at their fingertips. And who should be listening to this podcast? This podcast is really for literally everyone. I know people say that when they create a podcast, 55% of people will be affected by divorce in one, some way, shape or form, divorce and or child custody. The other portions that are not will be interested in the will part of this. I will be interested in the estate planning part of this, the business uh, dynamic part of this, because we're going to be going through how we we do valuation matrix. We're going to be looking with entrepreneurs and how they've divided up property and how they've set apart their businesses uh, to create new ventures uh, in the midst of property division. So it's got an entrepreneurial feel to it. Uh, it's got a touchy-feely feel for those that you know are going through uh, some of those emotional hardships. And then it's got a personal human health aspect and growth aspect on that side as well. So just kind of a holistic approach to life and, and how not to get to the point of divorce, hopefully. And if you are, how to get you through it. And you know, for those of you who have family members, how to talk to them about the process. All right. How can people reach you? Yeah, so our website is www.lawyerdfw.com. That's lawyerdfw.com. Our phone number is 817-336-4444. You can reach us at any time on our uh, web. Uh, Andrea's done a great job of getting all of the different things that'll talk to you on the online version. So you might get a little inundated at, at the beginning, but there's great blogs on there too. So just, just reading material, if you ever miss some of this, Mary spends a great amount of time getting that tuned up. So there's just good resources out there, but that's how you reach us. Well, I'm and we're forward. located in, we're sorry, we're located in Fort Worth, Texas. Uh, so 603 East Belknap downtown, been across from the family courthouse for over 20 years now. All right. I'm looking forward to more of these conversations. Justin Sizemore, the host of In Your Best Interest. Follow the podcast so you don't miss any shows and share with others. They'll be glad you did. I'm Patrice Sikora, and let's talk again later. Thank you for listening to In Your Best Interest with Texas divorce attorney and entrepreneur, Justin Sizemore. The content presented here is provided for information only and should not be construed as legal, tax, or financial advice. Click the follow button to be notified when new episodes become available.